Welcome back to our show. Welcome, everybody. Hey, this is Ramel. And this is Tawanda. Hey, Tawanda. Hey, we have a new sound. What is that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's our magical sound that, you know, after you say Ramel and Tawanda, you get the tingle, 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 tingle. We have that's, to add that, that We have in. to keep that one. That's where we keep that one. <laughs> Well, I am really, really excited about what's going on today. Today, we are going to be talking about women's health, like specifically health for women. I'm talking gynecological variety discussion. Uteruses. So, yeah, like, that's what we're going to do. Now, we could talk about obstetrics, but are you planning to have another baby, Ramel? No, no, don't hit me. Don't no, hit me. That's, no? that's okay. okay. Now, not I'm not going to do that. I don't think that's <laughs> going to come up um, at all, but mm, that's where we're going today. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so, guys, if you're listening today, don't turn us off. Listen. Not Hang no, not, 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 no, not, not yet. yet. Listen. I know you either have a wife, a girlfriend, a mom, a sister, a daughter that can really use this information, you, it will be very helpful for them. So if you can't stomach talking about some women's stuff, make sure you send the link to them so that they can hear the information. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Just, just send the link. Yeah, just send the link. Yeah, that, 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 that works. Listen, we don't know enough about this. Like, you know us, we have all the questions. All the so, questions. Because we don't know enough and we have all the questions, we needed an expert for this episode. And so I am pleased to let you know that today we have a board-certified OBGYN. Let me welcome Dr. Simone Whitmore. Welcome. Hello, hello. Hi. Dr. Simone has been practicing in the Atlanta, Georgia area for over 20 years. Now, if you're thinking, Dr. Simone, Dr. Simone Whitmore, why does that sound familiar? You may have seen her on Bravo's Married to Medicine Atlanta show, where she's been on the cast for seven years. So it That's is so right. wonderful to have you on the show. I just, um, before we get into our questions, because this is a very important part to me, I know somebody's wondering, how did you get Dr. Simone on the show? Like, what strings did you have to pull? And y'all, it's the same answer that I give on almost every episode. So, Ramel, could you tell us, how did we get Dr. Simone on the show? Oh, well, Simone, Dr. Simone is a friend of mine from way back. I mean, we met back in Boston. You were still in residency, weren't you? I was in uh, residency training back in the 90s when I yeah. met your husband. Yeah. And <laughs> you we all were the only people we could find in the whole Boston <laughs> metropolitan area that played spades. That's oh, right. Lord. That's oh, Lord. Right. Oh, it's a spades connection. I should you have yes. known. You have, yes. You have no idea. Simone and I, when we are partners, we are unbeatable. Well, maybe somebody has beaten us, but they won't. Mm, nah. Rare. <laughs> rare. Very rare. <laughs> awesome. Well, that is great because we I told you earlier, Dr. Simone, we, we have questions. Um Ramel and I like to do this show based on topics that are of interest to us. And we found ourselves asking each other and our other girlfriends, girl, 
can I ask you something? How's your period? Or are you um, experiencing menopause yet? And, you know, just lots of questions. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we brought you here. And I'd like to start with the first question. Uh, Well, first of all, girl, can I ask you something? Well, yes, you can. But first of all, just let me say that it's an honor and privilege that my girlfriend would Mm -hmm. ask me to come on her podcast and ask me some questions. Now, I'm going to be on my best behavior. (laughs) You have just disappointed a good number of people right then and there. I am going to keep it cute and kind. Oh, Aww. neat. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's disappointed right now. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess I'm happy for that. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. Well, so, Ramel and I were talking earlier, and I had said that I now go to my primary care physician for my pap smears. Mm-hmm. And Ramel goes to a gynecologist, which I had been doing for a long time um, before I had kids and after I had kids. And we were wondering, who's right? Or <laughs> is it okay? Like, is it okay if I go to my general practitioner? Or you know, well, do I need a gynecologist? Twanda, first of all, Ramel is gonna always be right in my eyes. <laughs> Let me just start there. <laughs> But in all fairness, Mm -hmm. if you are not having any menstrual problems, Mm -hmm. any serious uh, vaginal problems, the primary care physician is just fine. They can handle most of, you know, the basic GYN problems. Um, They don't do any of the GYN procedures, but they can order ultrasounds and certainly Mm -hmm. um, guide you with treatment options with, um, you know, if you have abnormal ultrasound results. So most of the time for basic GYN needs, the primary care physician is fine. I am truly blessed for all of those patients who still come to see me annually. Mm-hmm. They come to check up on me and see how I do it. <laughs> annually for their pap smears. Wait, I'm is that how it goes? Wait, they, they come to check on They you come and check annually. on me. They ask me how I'm doing. How's my family doing? I have patients who have been coming to me for the entire time I have been in this city. And wow. I am just honored to have them follow me around at the different locations that I have been in. Mm-hmm. And we catch up. It's just like uh, meeting an old girlfriend for lunch, except for we don't have lunch. <laughs> we anymore. have her pap smear and the syrup. <laughs> so, but it's a yes. wonderful mm. thing when you find a gynecologist and you and you have a bond with that doctor. So now I've been doing this all wrong. Oh, I don't have a bond with my gynecologist. I really don't. I'm feeling like, no. can we, can, do, do you take, uh, you know, like, I guess I could travel to Atlanta you so can. we can have a, like, lunch-like, but not yes. lunch-like appointment? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I sit down and my patients who've been coming to me for years, they tell you, we catch up on family, the kids, uh, whatever it takes, we, we catch up. Well, I imagine that really helps them get better care, ultimately, when you really get a chance to know a person, um, which I don't know if a lot of doctors do. I think you're, I'm not sure, but I know my doctors don't 
really act like they care a flip about it's just okay so what's the situation going on and let's see what happens well I tell all of my patients it is unfortunate but I talk a lot and I like to talk and Uh I like to talk I like to listen I like to get to know my patients yeah um now my personality type does not fit every person Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I do believe if you find the right fit for you, mm-hmm. there should be some medical conversation and there should be some social. Yeah. That's my motto. And mm-hmm. I've been that way for over 20 years. That's fantastic. No, that is. Let me ask great. you another and question. I'm not though. doing it right. I'm not doing it right. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> But at what point should, like, I know you mentioned, like, if you're not having any real problems, like, say, with your menstrual period or things that you don't necessarily need to go to an OBGYN or gynecologist, but what are those things that you would red flag a person to say, this is something you should probably be looking to find someone to help you out? So if you are having any menstrual irregularities, you're having problems or questions regarding fibroids, endometriosis, infertility, PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm-hmm. herpes, uh, recurrent yeast infections, recurrent vaginosis, bacterial vaginosis infections. There are so many things that you can have uh, questions about in the GYN world where I would recommend that you see the gynecologist over your primary care physician. Okay. So then are there a list, considering we just do this once a year, um, is there like a standard list of make sure, you know, you talk to your doctor about X and Y and Z um, so that I don't walk, see, I don't have this relationship, this feels like a fantasy. Please cue the magical bells relationship uh-huh. where you um, have you talk about family and each other and and you enjoy it. I'm like, how fast can I get off of this chair and stop scooting down? And you know how it is, right? So, <laughs> and leave. I, I like to ask. So, so in part of just me taking your history, mm-hmm. I ask, do you smoke cigarettes? Do you drink alcohol? And if you say, no, I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I never. Well, that yeah. is amazing because, you know, I like a, a, a vodka cocktail every now and again. Ah. And we laugh and joke about, you know, and maybe they share with me why it is that they chose to never drink alcohol. Or they confess that they do married, drink. What did you say? Or then they confess. No, I, I just break in just because if you were to say, well, I have a vodka cocktail every so often, then I might say, oh, girl, I do too. I just didn't want to tell you, you know, this, right. that you helped uh, take down the idea of judgment. You know, I try. I try. I do not wear a white coat in the office. I try to look cute as a button oh. and I compliment <laughs> my patients. No, this is serious. Wow. I, I be cute in the office. Now, if I have on scrubs, forget about it. That's an ugly day. I don't worry about <laughs> anything else from head to toe. But if I, you know, am able to wear uh, my regular clothes, I try to look cute. If she has a cute hairdo, if she has a cute purse, cute shoes, I compliment her. One of the things I feel as women, we don't compliment each other 
enough. Mm-hmm. And so I try to always let them know that I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at the total woman and I want her to feel comfortable, comfortable to share whatever it is she needs to share. And someone's not going to have that level of comfort if she's looking at me as this stiff human being that is somehow Mm -hmm. not the same as her. Mm -hmm. And we're the exact same. We might not be the same color. We might not have the same shoe size, but we are the same. in terms of being a woman right so your visit to the gynecologist (laughs) would be fun okay can you recommend some north carolina gynecologists (laughs) who are more like you because i don't think my blue cross blue shield north carolina (laughs) will pay for my visit to georgia atlanta for blue cross blue shield honey you can come on to georgia that's (laughs) what i love about blue (laughs) okay <laughs> we'll just exchange information after this. Um, uh, this is what I want. Uh, I remember. Um, I don't. I'm, I've started now at a, at this age to. I have to like the people, the professionals I work with, and feel a, a decent, good relationship with them, or I will mm-hmm. fire them and go find somebody else. And right. I've been doing that more after I passed forty than I was earlier. Oh Something my happened. Goodness. You I have passed 40? Yeah, I know. I tell that to Ramel all the time. Girl, you're 40, really? I mean, like, we, we do that. But now, I have no idea how that feels because I haven't made it to 40 yet. Oh, are you stuck oh. at 28? Because I was for a long time. 25, honey. 25. <laughs> I'm oh, never leaving. <laughs> it's amazing because oh you've God. been practicing and for Ramel. 20 years. Hmm. And Ramel, I was older than 25 when I met you. <laughs> Back in the nineties. Back okay. in the nineties. In that okay. case, you know, but, not, that forty I meant when I when I hit twenty six or something. Anyway, but <laughs> I I really I didn't work for that. So I was uncomfortable. Like one of my experiences that I remembered and I appreciated at the gynecologist is when I lay back down on the on the th- on the bed thing and I looked up and they had a sign that says, I really hate this. And I was like, oh. You hit me. Yes. Because I usually just really hate that um feeling and then i've gotten to the point i remember going oh crap maybe maybe i should have shaved my legs or my <clears throat> you know before i go to the doctor I, it mm-hmm. just is a it's been an uncomfortable feeling that i can't wait to run from so i right. have felt like i'm probably miss asking some of the good questions because i wasn't comfortable so right. what i'm getting from you today is Get comfortable or get yourself another doctor until that you can get comfortable so that you can have these conversations. That And I would say, Twanda, that any doctor you are seeing, gynecologist, mm-hmm. primary care, cardiologist, it doesn't matter. There needs to be a level of comfort that mm-hmm. you can be honest in the answers to the questions that you're being asked mm-hmm. and that you have time to ask the doctor any questions. And so often women and African-American women, we Mm -hmm. are not asking questions and we are not comfortable. And Mm -hmm. we're still going to see a doctor year after year after year when Mm -hmm. we're not comfortable. And all Mm -hmm. I want to do is tell you to stop doing that. Just like in your professional life, Mm -hmm. right? you're you're choosing who you want to be around in the medical life. You need to choose 
who you want to be around. Yeah. And I will raise my hand and say, I stayed with a doctor way too long, way too long. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I was going to my appointments year after year after year. And when it came down to talking, having a discussion about um, my cycle, it was like, so how's your cycle? And I'd be like, fine. You know, it's, and they were like, is it normal? And I was like, yeah. I mean, like, I didn't know what was normal, but what was happening is I was, I was having a very heavy cycle that was way too heavy and needed to have been addressed years ago. And it wasn't until, and, and on top of that, the thing that I thought was interesting is um, I started, I was talking to friends about it and they had a similar experience than I was. So I was like, well, if that's the way that it's happening for them, then it is, it, maybe it is normal. But, um, and then she met me and I was like, girl, that ain't normal. It's normal. <laughs> I know. That's really kind of how it really happened. I was talking to her and she's like, no, that does not, that's not the way it works. And I was just like, you need to get that checked. That don't sound right. In my office, I am not asking you is something normal. Right. I am am asking you, hey, um, and this may, this, again, Ramel said that she stayed too long with the same gynecologist, but I'm asking questions in my office. Um, how often are you having periods? How many days mm-hmm. are you bleeding? Do you consider the bleeding light, medium, or heavy? Uh-huh. I'm asking those kinds of questions. And that and makes all the difference. Says they're heavy, but it's only the first two days, and she's not having any concerns about her heavy period, then mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But if you ask a woman, is it heavy? And she's like, well, yeah, it's heavy, and I wake up in a puddle of blood overnight, mm-hmm. those sorts of things Then we have to dwell into. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you are bleeding heavier um, than the normal person should right. be bleeding. Right. But again, you have to, you have to have someone who's willing to talk so that you can just feel comfortable to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah. got the theme of this already. <laughs> And this this far in the pot in the episode, I need to feel comfortable, find somebody I can feel comfortable with, so that and, and make sure they're asking me. I feel like they're asking me the questions, and they have time to ask me the questions that need to be asked. Uh, speaking about questions that need to be asked, I'm a little unclear about so unclear about something very specific. Um, how often should I be getting a pap smear? Because I was doing it once a year. And then recently I was told, hey, you get this spe- special test or something. And now you can wait, I don't know, three years or four years. I can't remember what the number is. Mm-hmm. And it sounds unhealthy. But then I was like, I don't like being here. So that works for me. <laughs> Could you please clarify that for me? I sure can. So the American College of OBGYN sets the guidelines for the gynecologist and pap smears. And basically, a woman doesn't need her first pap smear until she's age 21. And I tell all of my patients who have teenagers or young ladies that are, are blooming and developing that she doesn't need to see me until she's sexually active or reaches 21, whichever comes first, because I like to have a conversation if they're 19, 20, 16, however old they are, 
and they have become sexually active or they're thinking about becoming sexually active, I like to have an in-depth conversation about saving the cookie. Oh, but so after (laughs) 21, uh, that woman, if she's sexually active and in a stable relationship, it would be completely fine to have pap smears every three years. The women who need more frequent pap smears than every three years would be the woman who uh, has had an abnormal pap smear, has been exposed to human papillomavirus. Mm -hmm. Those are the women who would need more frequent pap testing. Now, I have women who see me every year even though she doesn't eat the pap smear, but every three years, because if she's over 40, she needs to be in with me or the primary care doctor having a breast exam, encouraged to do self-breast exams, and scheduled for her yearly mammogram. The American Cancer Society says yearly mammograms in women over 45. I encourage all women are still paying for yearly mammograms in most states over age 40. So you need to go get them every year over age 40 is the lesson that I, I, I preach in my office. Mm, See, nice. I started preaching, honey. You did. You <laughs> I did. Like I heard like save the cookie, get it every <laughs> year, you know, yeah. I do those breast exams. Um, yeah. That was a lot. Okay. And so- if you don't go to the gynecologist every year, some of those little shared tidbits and shared information you're not getting. So you mm-hmm. can still go and have some conversations about your vagina your sex drive. Are we not going with JJ on this podcast? I'm sorry. I wasn't clear on that. <laughs> oh, what, what? vagina's the medical term. <laughs> okay, got you. I was, you know, cookie isn't? Sure. Cookie, you did say <laughs> give it up the cookie, so we need to clarify where we're going with this. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> can, can I just, I just wanted to make sure I asked this question. Um, the human papillon, oh, say that again for me, Simona. Human papillomavirus. I say we HPV. will call it HPV B-B. for short. Okay. And so are people would get exposed to that through sexual contact? Correct. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure I was clear. Human papillomavirus is a sexually transmitted virus. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. You well, know, if I was over 40, and I'm not saying that I am. <laughs> But I could be wondering what menopause looks like or what I should be looking for mm-hmm. with menopause. Um, does it always have hot flashes? How, how do I know I'm going in that area? And most importantly, is there a good treatment for hot flashes or menopause or anything related to that area? If you were going to be over 40. If I was going to be over, if I was concerned about, if Mm -hmm. I'm getting kind of hot right now, I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically speaking. So what I would say is this, is that the average age, uh, the median age of menopause in the United States is 51. Hmm. But a woman can certainly go through menopause a few years earlier than that or a few years later than that. And some of the menopausal symptoms, some of the menopausal symptoms include hot flashes, night sweats, bitchy moods, 
Oh, hmm. <laughs> vaginal dryness, leaking urine, uh, forgetfulness. Dang. Okay. Oh, uh, hair <laughs> loss. Like, hair how many of these do you thin. check before you know Acne. you're in menopause? Because I'm up to like, I'm not gonna say. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, the true definition of menopause is that you are without your menstrual cycle for one full year, and so if you are having symptoms. And this is just for a lady that's over 40, not for you. Not for me. I was hypothetically speaking for people (laughs) listening. That's all. Mm -hmm. If she's having these symptoms and still having her monthly menses, the question is whether or not she's perimenopausal. Mm -hmm. And menopausal treatment is truly individualized in today's time. The Women's Health Initiative or WHI study came out in 2000 saying that women on hormonal replacement therapy uh, who still had her uterus was taking estrogen and progesterone was at a slightly higher risk of having breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So certainly a lot of women now are electing not to take hormonal replacement therapy uh, for her menopausal symptoms. So we have to look at a woman individually to see what symptoms she's having. For instance, um, I could give you a few, you know, hypothetically speaking. Okay. So, you know, maybe hot flashes and Mm -hmm. night sweats and okay. Maybe a little bit of the bitchiness. what do you think, Ramel? Maybe I should throw in bitchiness. Never. Yeah. That means yes. (laughs) So, you know, so if you have a few of those. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is that, um, For hot flashes and night sweats, again, we look at your age and then we look at things like what is your caffeine intake? Because caffeine increases hot flashes and night sweats. What is your alcohol consumption? Because alcoholic beverages increase your hot flashes and night sweats. Um, so I, I should be good then. You, we're good. We're good then. <laughs> we're and good. Then we're when good. we talk about the mood swing, then you have to talk about whether or not you want to take a mood stabilizer. And what I can tell you is that mood stabilizers are in the form of antidepressants, but mm. one particular group of antidepressants are excellent mood stabilizers and they're called the SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors but that group is scary to women because it's Prozac, Celexa, Zoloft, Lexapro those are some of the brands Mm -hmm. but what I always tell my patients is that number one if you're taking a low dose mood Mm -hmm. stabilizer you don't have to broadcast it to everybody that you're on a mood stabilizer. <laughs> Not everybody has very, to know. That's well, a good point. Everybody, nobody wants to be judged. Everybody's mm-hmm. concerned about being judged. And then women think, okay, well, if I get on a mood stabilizer, will I become addicted to it? Baby, you can't become addicted to a mood stabilizer. Okay. It's just that the people around you, your family, friends, they may become addicted to a better personality. <laughs> <laughs> a better mood that. coming from you. Oh my gosh. 
you that make a so very fair. good point. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, let me ask you, Doctor Simone. I have I have a question about black women and health. Okay, and going to the doctor. Like I keep on hearing these studies about black women really being really marginalized when we go to see our doctors. Um, are there things that we should be looking for to help determine if if we're not really being helped effectively? So, you know, so one of the things that I want to say, and I got eaten alive for saying this out loud at a conference I attended uh, last year, but one of the things that we have at our disposal is Google. Hmm. Everybody has a cell phone. Most people have the internet. Go to Google. If you are having chest pain, go to Google and say, what could be causing my chest pain? And if you put it in that simple, Google will spit out several answers for what might be causing your chest pain. The next thing is don't call your girlfriend, Ramel, and ask her <laughs> about your chest pain and if right. she ever had it and what she thought it was. Because it's irrelevant what <laughs> hell your girlfriend said. Okay? Well, as, a, as, as a girlfriend, maybe I should say, what did Google say? You know? You no, know, when she could no. don't ask me. Okay, don't, don't call your girlfriend. Call <laughs> and schedule an appointment with your okay. primary care physician. Okay. While you are in there, don't <laughs> go in there with a diagnosis. Okay. Don't say I have I'm having heartburn. Don't mm. do that. Okay. Go in there and say this is what I'm feeling. This is mm -hmm. how many times a day I feel it. Mm -hmm. It started on this day. It got worse on this day. Mm -hmm. And what do you think? And you know, they're gonna ask you some follow-up questions. They're gonna run some tests. They don't offer to run some tests, run out of there and find another doctor. Mm, okay. And mm. I don't mean to be yelling at you all. I don't know if Ramel told you, but I'm loud. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. I figured it out yeah, real soon. I'm though. loud. I'm good. But I'm it's, good. you have to, you really have to protect yourself and do everything for yourself. But part of it is, number one, scheduling the appointment. Number two, asking questions while you're there. Mm -hmm. And so the doctor is going to run some tests. The doctor is going to come up with a treatment plan. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say this, black women. Okay. If the doctor offers you a treatment plan and you mm -hmm. run out of there and, and decide you're not going to take the medicine, now I'm mad at you. Right. I'm right. mad that you've decided. And so let's say, let's make it completely fair. Mm -hmm. You went home, you Googled the medication. You didn't like the side effects that you mm -hmm. found on Google. Right. Now we have got to schedule another appointment to go back in to say, listen, you, I have this problem. You've diagnosed it as this. Mm -hmm. You prescribe this. And right. I have decided these particular side effects, they scare me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are there, is there another medicine that I could take that may not have these side effects, mm -hmm. but to go in 
be offered treatment and do nothing is unacceptable. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I feel like and I should say gotta, I'm sorry. And then we got to take responsibility <laughs> after there. And one right. of my favorite things, one of my not favorite things, one of my biggest pet peeves is to be talking about my black women, about their hypertension, their high blood pressure, and the fact that she needs to be on a medication. And then the response I get is, I'm not going to claim it. Oh. Well, God claimed it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and when I tell you, I see it and hear it so much. Oh, Wow. And people will say, well, I don't want to take a pill every day. Well, mm. ma'am, do you want to die young? Do you want to be on kidney mm. dialysis young? Yeah, right. Right. I mean, so we sometimes God has given us the knowledge. God has given us the medications. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that every single time, but if you don't believe you should be on uh, medic blood pressure medication, then take a buy a blood pressure cup, keep a blood pressure log, mm -hmm. go back into the doctor and say, When I don't see you, these are my blood pressure readings and they're normal. Right. Are you sure mm -hmm. I need this medication? Mm -hmm. But it is about having dialogue and conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hear you. That makes sense. I, I have another question, though. Well, first of all, I feel preached to I'm and sorry. chided a little bit. Like, I, I was apologizing for stuff I ain't even done yet. But because y'all can't see her, she got her finger going like, and you need to. And, and I was like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared in the future. She should have I am warned passionate me. about yes. women's health care. Yes. Do you absolutely. know what I tell my patients who've been coming to me for years? And I say, well, Twanda, I see that you didn't um, get your mammogram last year. You didn't get your mammogram? And they're like, well, no, we'll see because I'm what like, see, what had happened was. And <laughs> that's I me. Say, that's me. That's what I And say. what I tell them is if you come in here next year and you have not had your mammogram, I'm going to use cuss words. <laughs> and you should have seen how she said that, too. Yeah. That would scare you into your mammogram. <laughs> yes. They do. And you know what they say down. next year mm -hmm. when they came in? They were like, "Honey, I I I had it done because I didn't want to hear your mouth." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. that's a that's good relationship. Good. That's now, what I was gonna Mel, say. Yeah. yeah, you had another question. That, that was did. good. Thank you. Is it okay? This might be a, it's a little question, but is there a magic time to make appointments during the day to speak to your doctor? I'm just curious. What, what like, do you mean? Is a magic time? Yeah, like, um, should you try to see your doctor early in the morning or no, not late in the afternoon? Because, or she's looking at me, she's like. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what to tell you. I mean, obviously, we, we work on a schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I talk a lot. Sometimes I run behind. Mm -hmm. And I try to remind my patients, hey, when you're waiting for me, be patient, keep a smile on your face. Because when I come in the room to see you, mm -hmm. I spend all the time like there was nobody before you and there's nobody after you. Wow. And yeah. so I want uh, that kind like, of treatment. But I, you know, I, I have some patients, they want to come in, they want to be in a room in five minutes, they want to be back in their car in two minutes. And so mm. that's not me. I want to talk to you. I want to ask a bunch of questions. I want you to ask me some questions. Right. And I have some patients that are quiet. They don't talk a lot. 
-hmm. and their visits are faster because they don't want to talk. They just want to get it over. <laughs> but for my patients who are willing to talk and willing to have a conversation, that's what we do. Okay. Well, and I wasn't speaking so much in like from the standpoint of that you wouldn't want to have a conversation, but if, you know, if you were running behind, like, it sounds like you're like, I'm going to speak to my patient. I'm going to make sure that they get the quality um, appointment from me, that quality time. But um, I don't know that necessarily all doctors are that way. So I was just wondering if it made sense to make appointments in the morning before they got. So many you know. things can alter a day. Um, mm -hmm. I can um, just have come out of the room with a patient who had a miscarriage and that took longer and now we're running mm -hmm. behind. Yeah. But I try to give each and every patient the same amount of attention for whatever it is she needs. That's special. Mm -hmm. That's good. I, I'm still oh. hearing the theme today because I you gave us some really good tips, uh, things that we should think about, but the theme continues to be Find somebody you can communicate with, somebody you want to communicate with, somebody Correct. who's interested in Absolutely. asking you questions and asking you the right questions, you know, a lot of questions and helping you find, get to the, to the bottom of it and making sure you're healthy. And to me, that's my, my big takeaway from today. Yeah. yeah right. Absolutely. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much, Simone. This was really great. I, I've learned something. I laughed. Yeah. Who thought I would laugh when talking about gynecological issues? Who, who would have thought that would, there would be so much laughter in that? Well, Ramel, again, has known me for such a long time. And when <laughs> I tell you that I like to make people laugh and I like to have a good laugh mm -hmm. and just I don't want anything in life to be that serious. Uh, Ramel and I have we have been so close and have shared so much in our personal lives and we will be talking about something very serious and, and we just have to have a good laugh about it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we, it's true. we, yeah. yeah. Uh, problem with the kids, problem with the husbands and you what, have, have problems with kids and husbands. <laughs> we make it comedy. We make it comedy hour. Because can, can if just, you don't laugh about it, you might you will kill cry. Him. Oh, I was gonna okay. say cry, but kill him, kill him. That's an option. That's you an might option. Kill him. Wait a minute. I'm just gonna tell this quick story. Back when you had had miles and you called me up one day, you were like, Ramel, I hate Cecil. <laughs> Do you remember that? Girl. <laughs> And let me tell you what I didn't realize. Uh -huh. I could not stand the sight of Cecil for four months after I had my baby. Mm -hmm. And I would be breastfeeding my baby and I would be looking over at Cecil thinking, I'm going to be divorced by the time my baby is one years old. But you know what I realized? Like two, three years down the line, I had postpartum depression mm -hmm. and I wasn't crying. I wasn't mad at my baby. No. No. I just could not stand Cecil. I know, and I understood, and I did not understand that. I like, I was like, oh, Simone, no, it's okay. You love Cecil. I don't know if you remember. I said you love Cecil. Uh huh. And, but then I had, I had Naila. <laughs> you gonna and learn today? Grows about. It was about three or four months in. I don't know if you remember. I called you up. I was like, "Girl, I hate Cece. I hate Jimmy too. I hate Jimmy too. I can't stand his guts." 
understood it. It was just, I was, I was in such a place and I was dealing with like a lot of sleep depression, I mean, de- yes. uh, deprived. Sleep was, deprivation. Yes. 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 And, um, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy was tired of me too. So he came in, <laughs> took the baby one night and said, just sleep. And that, then I actually started to like him again after yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. And it, see, the thing is, you have raging hormones postpartum, the sleep mm-hmm. deprivation. Nobody tells you, but I tease mm-hmm. and joke with all my little couples, honey. I'm like, oh, ain't that baby cute? I said, that shit gonna wear off in two weeks, baby. <laughs> you gonna be like, the baby is crying again. Yep, yep. That's and true. It, and I just, I laugh because sometimes they're pregnant and they're newly together and they're just so. They don't know. And I'm like, babe, I tease them. I said, because this shit go wear off. And I bet they leave out of there. Like, my doctor is so negative. And then they'd be like, she was right. Oh, God, she was so right. Was coming down the line. No clue. No clue. I guess that's just the way it's supposed to be. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. (laughs) Right? Oh, There's a woman with three children. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I tell y'all it's gotten hot in here all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whew, I'm having a hot flash. Oh, girl. I, I know. do not know what none of y'all are talking about. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> As she takes her fan. Yes, the lies. We understand. We understand. Oh gosh. Well, Simone, thank you so much for coming on with this it today. Was great. It was it easy. was you'd say it again. It was easy. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Thanks so much. So until next time, listeners, thank you so much for yeah. coming and joining us today. We seriously hope that you got all of the nuggets, all the little information, yeah. and that you're looking for a doctor in your area that treats you the way that Dr. Simone treats her patients. And don't forget to watch Dr. Simone on her fabulous show, Married to Medicine in Atlanta on Bravo, right? Bravo. Yes. Bravo TV. All right. So until next time, listeners, peace Peace and and blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's Girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's Girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.